0: Hello, this is longtime Milwaukee radio personality, Steve Palak. Stand by, your next episode is queued up. The on-air light is lit. It's Season 5 of the Bait
1: and Switch Podcast.
2: Welcome back to the Bait and Switch podcast. My name is Jim Martin, and as always, I'm here with my co-host, Chris Beyer. Chris.
1: Hello, Jim. I'm doing good. Are you doing well?
2: Uh, Doing well. Doing well, yep. We have a um, a special, another emergency Bait and Switch podcast because the uh, NFL playoffs are in full swing. Our beloved Green Bay Packers are in the playoffs, the number one seed in the NFC. Which means that they will play Saturday night against the San Francisco 49ers. And because of that, we have uh once again our special guest, Mr. Jeff Grayson is here. Jeff has been a longtime uh Fox uh announcer and sports guy for a long time. And he's uh he's the he's the man we bring in for uh <laughs> for things like this and you know usually it's baseball because you're baseball you're on the baseball uh the brewers broadcast and then you're on the bucks broadcast too with uh with tony smith and those guys right for a little while and yep. uh but this is football but we know jeff knows all sports he's very versatile so welcome <laughs> jeff thanks for uh thanks for jumping in on uh you know kind of short notice we t- kind of started talking about this a couple weeks ago but but uh yeah we appreciate it Welcome. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Thank you, guys. My fellow Red Raiders, happy to do it. We talked Bucks last summer, and right. we, we had good luck with that one. So we, let's we, hope that we uh, are able to rub off on the Packers again.
2: Right. Right. We didn't do a Brewers podcast, did we? I don't think no, we I did know. one for the Brewers. No. no. So that's it. And we Look not. what happened. We, have just we had apart. one in
0: place. I think we were going to do one if they advanced, you yeah. know, if it had gone a little more. But uh,
2: we, we didn't still realize. Yeah,
0: we still love our brew group. Yeah, I did the oh, Brewers yeah. and Bucks for over a decade. So yeah, yeah, love, yeah, love our teams just like you guys.
2: Right, right. Also, uh, we're responsible for bringing Mr. Jerry Augustine to the show at one point. So that was big, big help there. But anyway, and forget about that. Forget about basketball. Oh, Chris gets
1: something. Well, I was going to say, uh, he does have some uh, bona fides. <laughs> How did I say that?
2: Bonafides. fides? <laughs> He's bona fide.
1: He's a Packer guy because he was a sportscaster in the Green Bay area, right? and it you, was. Covered, covered, you covered I covered I covered the Packers.
0: Packers. Yeah, I covered the Packers for four seasons. Uh when I was in college at UWM, I got to cover the uh Forrest Gregg and Lindy Infante years Ooh. and when I went to Green Bay for my first on-air job at WBAY uh, in Green Bay, I covered the Infante years but also the arrival of uh from Harlan to Wolf to Holmgren to Favre to Reggie, all that for the nice. first few years. Nice. Uh, so yeah love as crazy as we are about the Packers across the state of Wisconsin and the country I would tell every Packer fan who doesn't live in Green Bay if you can ever spend a football season in Green Bay it's amazing even compared to the rest of the state it really is special
2: just crazy yeah yeah that's that's fantastic so uh so he is our our expert and um so uh Let's see what do we want to talk about first. First, <laughs> let's talk about um let's talk about guys that are coming back after being on IR. Uh you know the Packers have had a good run, obviously had a great season, uh ended up with a great record. But and now we got some guys coming back. So let's talk about who we think might be big impact players and whether that might, you know, it's a good thing, a bad thing. Let's talk.
0: I, th- I think the extra week when they talked about, you know, having the season go to 17 games, I think we all agree, you know, the NFL regular season is long enough, but this pushes everything back. Mm-hmm. But the blessing in disguise of all this is those players who are injured get another week, you know, the season's a little longer. So they get they got to come back. And I think it's one of the big, uh it's a cliche, but one of the big X factors for the Packers uh, starting with this game. And if you know, they're able to continue for this playoff run is the health of the guys coming back and how you work them in. Now, Randall Cobb has been out not quite as long. He had surgery in late November, groin injury. He will play. We know that for sure. Mm -hmm. He's coming back. He's huge, especially on third down for Aaron Rodgers. That's one of his guys coming across the middle in the slot, especially Jair Alexander and mm-hmm. Keep in mind, we're, the three of us, you know, we're going off what we're, we're hearing and reading at the time. It can change as we get closer to kickoff. Uh, Jair Alexander, limited practice. He has not played since the Steelers game uh, in early October. Uh, David Bakhtiari played 27 snaps against Detroit. He's questionable, but you have to believe that unless something you know, really goes wrong, we'll see him also. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, he didn't practice uh, as of midweek. It'd be nice to have him back as a deep threat. We're not sure about him. Uh, And then uh, you've got, uh, you've got like, there's talk about Zadarius Smith. Matt LaFleur is hopeful. That would really help the Packers pass rush. Josh Myers. I know this is long, but Josh Myers. No, there's
2: a lot of them. Yep. 32
0: snaps against the Lions a couple weeks ago at Mm -hmm. center. You got to believe that he's going to be back also. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Billy Turner. He has not played since uh, just over a month, uh, the right tackle because of a knee. I, it sounds like he might be able to play too. So we're talking about seven or eight key contributors that could play. We know Cobb will for sure, and it sounds like Zedarius Smith, Zedarius Smith will as well. So, yeah. I mean, this there's, Packer team, it's all coming together at the right time.
2: Right, right. And there's, there's, uh, there's also kind of like the miracle uh, story which is Whitney Merciless, right? They said, no way was he coming back. And all yep. of a sudden, here he is. And I'm, I haven't heard the like the absolute latest status, but I thought when I read on Sunday, I thought they expected him to play.
0: Yep, they do. The linebacker, uh, it, it's, it's interesting too, guys, with the, the acquisitions the Packers make, they're not usually splashy ones, but mm-hmm. the ones they seem to make, a little bit like the Brewers actually with David Stearns. The Packers have done well with guys that maybe most of us haven't heard of. I mean, let's face it. Most of us, did we know about Merciless until he became a Packer? Not really, but he really wanted to come to the Packers. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, he's supposed to go. He had that biceps uh, injury coming back from injured reserve. So I think he'll get out there. I mean, as we go over all this, you can imagine it's a good problem to have. But, I mean, Matt LaFleur, I mean, this is kind of a lot of plates spinning here.
2: Yeah, you know, right, as yeah, far right. as
0: your, it's almost like a preseason kind of thing with who's going to play. How are we going to work yep. this? Is this going to be so, like a fire drill coming in and out as yeah. guys are healthy and that sort of thing? Right. So let
1: me play contrarian then. Yeah. This is this necessarily yeah. a good thing? I, I mean, gonna, yep, we're not yep. dancing with the guys that brung us, right? The the guys yep. that have been playing these last seven or eight games or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe they've gelled and maybe they might be better than some guy coming off of IR for this game.
0: Well, you know, you know, my wife, who has become a big Packer fan, who's from Minnesota, she asked me this recently, too. Same kind of thing. Well, what about the guys who have filled in who have become starters now? Now, some of those guys also got hurt. But yeah, it's a it's a challenge. I mean, I think overall it's a good thing, but you can believe that these coaches are staying up very late as coaching staff and also with the training staff because they're going to have to get a handle on it because you know how hectic from watching a game can be on the sidelines with who's coming in, who's coming out yep. and that sort of thing. So um, I think it's a challenge, but I think it's a good challenge.
2: Yep. I think um, so real quick, uh, one of the, one of the uh, sort of byproducts of all these guys coming back is that this guy Kingsley Kike, who was playing really well for us, uh, he got cut or, yeah. or put in the practice squad or something. He's not playing, yeah. he's not in the roster anymore. So, so that's, that's unfortunate, but, Then, uh, you know, but Chris, I had the same question and I still, I still had this kind of like feeling a little uneasy feeling about bringing that many guys back at once. Um, but the, the upside I think is that they're going to be a lot of them are defensive players. Um, and I think the defense doesn't need to be quite as gelled as the offensive unit. Now, I mean, cause a lot of those guys are just running around trying to tackle. I know that there's like when you come to substitutions and stuff like that, if you get into a problem like that, that can be, that can be a deal, but, and, and maybe, um, maybe uh cornerbacks when they're when they're switching off coverage or something like you know there's a lot of you know potential for miscommunications there, but I think the the offense is really where you gotta be careful that just start messing around and but you know then, having said that, I think about well, we just talked about what three offensive linemen, yeah. Myers, Bakhtiari, and Turner, who might be back, and like okay, is that Chris kind of like you said man is that is that uh I don't know. It's like changing yeah. things up at the last minute.
0: Ah, yeah. I don't know. Offensive line's got to be in sync working yeah. as one. What I wonder too guys as we're going down the list is how many of these guys first are going to play and mm-hmm. then how much can we count on them to play? And I wonder, and this is all speculative. I wonder in a way, if the guy, if the, the concept you guys just brought up about the, the guys who have been doing the job, I almost wonder if some of these proven stars who are coming back almost become the backups to spell the current starters, you know, because maybe they can't go a full game and it may not be fair to expect them to. So I wonder if it's almost topsy-turvy on the guys, the replacement guys now are the starters. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like, unless somebody's like good to go, like Randall Cobb, good to go. LaFleur did not uh, say, Otherwise, and he's hopeful about uh, Darius Smith and you mentioned Merciless, but the rest of them, I almost (laughs) wonder if they're going to be in the other role of as they're the backup. But, you know, we saw Bakhtiari start against the Lions, but this is a new deal. This is the playoffs are new situation.
2: Yeah. And the um, one thing I'll say is anybody we can get to replace kevin king is better than <laughs> and, and me put me out that guy every time it wasn't as bad this year but every time last year i saw that guy in a play all i saw was the back of his jersey and he's 10 yards behind the guy he's chasing it's terrible yeah. but yeah. Uh, but on an up note rasul douglas and Eric Stokes, phenomenal, phenomenal feeling. I mean, just unbelievable. You couldn't expect that from a rookie right out of the gate. And then and Douglas, again, like you said, just no name. Nobody heard of this dude. Comes up, all of a sudden, he's, you know, rock solid, all-star. And Campbell, too. That's another guy we didn't talk about yeah. at all. I mean, that guy, all of a sudden, boom. You know, what what did he get? Is it Pro Bowl or something? Yeah, what in, the just, Bowl, right? yeah. in the Pro Bowl. Yeah.
0: Campbell was <laughs> in the Pro Bowl. Talking about those defensive backs. I mean, this is why all of us as fans and media, we talk about, you know, the, there's such scrutiny, you know, a Monday morning quarterback, literally and figuratively. Oh, yeah. It's mind boggling when you think about the responsibilities of the scouts and Gudikins, the general manager, all the players they're always looking at. They get Rasul Douglas off. They get Douglas off the Cardinals practice, practice squad. squad. And right, they, right. They've got to put him in. And then, then yet on the other hand, you mentioned Stokes. Is a first round draft pick so you got two guys coming from totally different things you know expectations for stokes very high yep. uh played for georgia top program there's won the national title the year after he went pro and then you've got this guy who came off the practice squad who's one of the, one of the great acquisitions in the nfl this year so yeah i love the. i just i hope alexander's ready to go i was at yep. that steelers game when he got hurt you can yeah. hear it in the stands oh. that hit to his shoulder, shoulder really yep. could yeah I hope he's good to go as far as coverage because I get the same feeling when you watch Kevin King, you're like, oh, and your mind goes back to Brady at the end of the first half last year in the NFC championship game, you know, and that's got to be just a horrible feeling when you're, you know, you're covering a receiver. It's really, you're just hoping how many times do you not get burned by some of these great receivers because you can't really put your hands on them, but you've got to at least be thinking and in position to make the play. So, yeah, you hope you don't get snake bit. Uh, in a situation like that,
2: yeah.
1: What uh, uh, now? Obviously, the Packers number one seed, and and maybe the odds makers favorite. Maybe Kansas City might be the odds maker favorite to go all the way. What is the Achilles heel of the Packers? What could do them in?
0: Well, uh, first, I, I was thinking about this as I was looking forward to talking with you guys, my fellow Red Raiders. <laughs> and there's a lot of ironies going into this matchup. And you know, all all year, got to get home field, got to get the top seed, got to got to got to be number one, got to have it at Lambeau. We all know what happened at Lambeau last year. In the past 13 home games in the playoffs, Packers are barely over 500, right? I think 76 at Lambeau. So Lambeau is not the perfect tonic. The other thing is, here they are. They've had the best regular season of any team in the, in the NFL, I mean, especially after that abysmal first game. And the Packers have been very dependable, even though some of the games have been uneven in a way in their performances. You look at the record, it speaks for itself. So what do you get as your reward? of all the four matchups in the NFL this weekend, you get to play the hottest team and arguably the team that's been playing the best uh, going back about 10 games. So the team that got number one, you would almost expect, Oh, they're going to play, you know, the Rams or the Cardinals Well, no, the 49ers are the real deal. And I think a lot of people are looking at the 49ers As that team, I probably talk more about them in a moment, but they're kind of looking at them the way maybe the Aaron Rodgers Super Bowl 45 team was. It was at the bottom of the NFC or the two Giants teams that uh, the Giants team that beat the Packers. Also, when you talk about Achilles heel. I think really it's um, the run defense could be something that the 49ers to me. That's the thing they're going to try to exploit. Can the Packers stop a yep. tough running game, a yep. rushing attack from the other team? And, and people will, you know, on the, the networks have been talking about this for over a month now. If these teams meet in the playoffs, I mean, that's because we've seen like the Cleveland Browns and some other teams run the ball pretty forcefully at times against yep. the Packers. When the Packers don't get that big lead, you know – the, the the best way to stop a great quarterback we saw the giants do it against tom brady uh, a couple of times in the super bowl going back years i've seen you know you see it with other quarterbacks like when jim kelly was with the buffalo bills best way to stop a great quarterback you keep him off the field with ball control rushing attack and then the other thing is you got to put pressure on him so i think i think the rushing defense is the key make Jimmy Garoppolo beat you. You know, when we talk about basketball, you say, I don't want this particular player to shoot the ball more than 15 or 20 times. Yep. If, you, if you're the 49ers, you don't, if you're a 49ers fan, you don't want Jimmy Garoppolo to throw more than 20 or 25 times. Well, and means, yeah. And, and his shoulder has been bothering him too. Although it right. sounds like Garoppolo is going to play, but he, Packers are going to have to stop the run and the 49ers are going to dare him to.
2: Right. I I, th- I thought I heard uh, it was his thumb. Or maybe he's got shoulder problems too, too, but yeah, it's both, right? Yeah, yep.
0: They're both throwing arms. Yeah, yeah. both throwing. Yeah. Okay. I think Um, he. I think he's going to play, but you know, if he doesn't, then you've got a very mobile young quarterback who you like to think you could get to. Who you know, Trey Lance, who hasn't, you know, he has doesn't have the experience of Garoppolo. So who knows? But too
2: often. too often that stuff happens though, <clears throat> where the backup comes in, you didn't prepare for the backup mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he's tearing you up and you're yeah. like, what happened? This guy, you know, this guy's done nothing. Now he is a good quarterback in general. I think he'll be one of the superstars as he gets older, but, um, but so it wouldn't be maybe that big of a disgrace, but you know, this happened before. And yep. so I'm not, I'm not so crazy about that either, but I think you're exactly right. I think the, I think the run defense is a big problem. I think as much as we just talked about how, you know, how exciting the defense is. Uh, you know, and with these guys coming back and everything, I do think that's, that's our big problem. Um, uh, for whatever reason, guys can dink and dunk all day long, right in the middle of the field. Like we can't cover these guys in the middle of the field and they get eight, 10, 12 yards on every play. And then they throw a couple of running plays in there. And all of a sudden, you know, six plays later, they're, they're down at the five yard line whatever. But it's, it just seemed to like, you mentioned the Browns, the, the two games that, I, that I'm looking at here, um, I'm looking at the Packers, uh the Packers season. Uh, okay, so we almost lost, we should have lost the Bengals and we weren't going to lose. Then we shared that whole thing back and forth, the five missed field goals in a row or whatever. But the Bengals are a good team. So, I mean, that's not anything to be. Um, on the beat, road. Yeah, on yeah. the road. We beat yep. the, the 49ers, yeah. yep. 49ers also on the road by two, which is, yep. you know, not, again, but that was back in September. But no, the, uh, so what I'm getting to is the two big problem games that I see here are the uh, the Browns game and the uh, the Ravens game. So uh, both games, they they seem to have a big lead, if I remember right, mm-hmm. and they kind of gave that up. And both teams were really. It just seemed like, you know, the the Browns, the Browns should have beat us thirty-five to seven, but yep. but but Baker yep. Mayfield made a bunch of mistakes, and that's yep. what helped us. And and there was, I'll, I'll say they, they were. It was not a defensive thing. There was one pick. Russell Douglas's pick was was legitimate. He stepped in right. front of that thing and took it away. Everything else were overthrows, just bad throws, right. you know. And, and so that concerns me a lot. Um, that mm-hmm. our defense it feels a little bit uh, paper tiger ish. So yeah. um,
0: if if a team gets off to a good start, I mean, I know some of the things we're talking about could apply to any matchup. Sure. But when we're but when we're talking about the games you mentioned, and we're talking about the 49ers, this is a team that is confident that has been there before, but also has a mix of some new players. They're not going to be intimidated coming into Lambeau field. I mean, if the team is good, Lambeau becomes maybe this amazing place, but we've been to Lambeau. It's an open air stadium. The crowd noise can be, it can be loud like any stadium, but it's not like you're in a dome. So the crowd, the crowd is not going to, I don't think throw them off that much, but you can sense it with the team speed of the 49ers. Now I know it was different surface in Dallas and weather wasn't a factor. But yep. Samuel and the speed and the power mm. of these guys, I mean yeah. they're sixth sixth in the NFL during the regular season in rushing yards per game at a, over 127. Packers about 112 per game, that's 18th, but they're sixth in the NFL. Uh, compared to you know their passing attack is is much lower. So can can I think it's Can you make Jimmy Garoppolo or Lance beat you? Now, if Lance goes in, maybe they're going to run the ball more with a quarterback. I don't know. For the sake of discussion, because there's so much speculation from the injured players on both sides, let's say it's Garoppolo. You You look at his numbers from when he beat the Packers in the playoffs. I mean, what was he, six for eight? In, in that one game yeah right a few, right. A few years ago I mean they're bait Brewer players who have more at bats in a game than he had passing <laughs> right. attempts. so right. they want they want to run and they want to set up that great team speed uh, yep. uh, with Samuel like, the, they, like they did against Dallas which was similar to what you just said before about the Packers against the Browns and Ravens the 49ers in my opinion if they hadn't had those injuries to the defensive players. They should have rolled in that game. They completely dominated Dallas until about the fourth quarter. Then all of a sudden, they started putting on the brakes. And when their defensive stars went out, you know, mm-hmm. then Dallas started to come on. It was kind of similar, and then they held on. Yeah, they deserved to win. I thought for the, I, I thought they deserved to win, but they came out strong. And so, um, a lot of it depends on their health too. But yeah, the, the rushing and the team speed. Someone's going to have to. Someone's going to have to stop Sam, Samuel coming out.
2: You know, yeah,
1: do back. you do you think that Rogers has something to prove in the postseason? Obviously, he's won one Super Bowl, but he's not been the same dominating force in the playoffs as he's been in the regular season. Um, do you think that's a Do you think that's something he's got to prove?
0: Personally, yes. It's specific to your question. He doesn't have to prove, in my opinion, any, I mean, what does he care what I think, but I don't think he, I don't think he has to prove a thing in terms of his overall career, but taking your question in a vacuum, I think he feels that way that he wants to show it. In some ways, he reminds me of a pitcher from the Dodgers over the years named Clayton Kershaw who's one of the best mm-hmm. pitchers in the regular season for years. And, you know, the Brewers faced him a few times in some of those playoff series, but in the playoffs, he wasn't, he wasn't quite the same. He had some good performances, but um Rogers, uh, you said he's got the Super Bowl ring, but um I think I think this is his his moment. I think this is his time, and you could argue last year should have been too. I think he needs yep. to to come up big. I do, uh, because um sometimes it's the bookends of your career that that people remember. Yep. Um obviously he's a Hall of Fame quarterback, he's sure. he's been amazing, but specifically to your question, Chris, I do. I, I, and I think he feels that way. I think he feels like I gotta, I've got something to prove in the right. postseason. Because right. Right. He's, he's the one more than anybody who talked about home field, home field, home field. Right. Let's face it, they blew it last year. Yep. And there's been a couple times, thanks to the New York Giants, where that happened too. Yep. Right. yep. You, you get the feeling, this has got to be the year. Right. right? The way right. they've played and his, his age and all that's happened. It's, it's now it's really time for him.
1: Right. So so do- uh, what's your call on this game, Jeff?
0: Well, there, there's some, there's some ifs and buts and, and all that related to the injuries. If the 49er defense is, if those guys, and I'm talking about Nick Bosa specifically and Fred Warner, if, if those guys are healthy, It'll be tough, but I'm picking the Packers in this game because we look at their what they've done this year. But if the 49ers get those guys back on defense, I think it can be. I think it's going to be a really good game. I think it's going to be a really tough game. But I like the Packers in this game. I feel like I feel like just from what they've done and they're rested and they're getting guys back. They're at home. I think you put it all together. For me, I'm going to pick them but i have no no argument if people think the 49ers are the team to beat because they've been the hottest team over the last 10 weeks of the season. They're getting better and better, peaking at the right time. And it, it, i know a lot of people are saying they're going to be just like the, the 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 Packers of 2010 or the Giants shortly thereafter that go from that sixth spot all the way. But i'm going to pick the Packers. Yeah. 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 And
1: let me uh and if we win, who are we going to face? Let's talk about the other, <laughs> other games here briefly. Go ahead. What about right. the NFC game?
0: All right, I'm going to say they're, I'm going to say they're playing Tampa Bay for sure. I think it's a rematch. Um I I generally am very uh much the cynic and pessimist about our teams even though I love them, but I think I think this is the Packers year to do it. I just think I'm going to, I'm I'm going with them. I think this is the Packers year to do it, but if you're going to get there, it's not going to it's not supposed to be easy, right? So they're playing the hottest team, and if they win, I think they're going to play the defending champs. The good news is it's at your place, and hopefully they learn from what's gone wrong. Hopefully they learn what went wrong. They're going to right the wrong of what the 49ers have done to them over the last couple of years. Uh, it's you know, a few different faces, but same coaching staff, and then hopefully they correct the, the wrong that happened against Tom Brady last year. I think this is the Packers year and I think the Buccaneers are going to beat the Rams. I think it was wrong for the NFL to have that game on a Monday, the Rams. I don't want to make excuses for them, but they've got they play a playoff home game on Monday night. And then, you know, granted they're at home, they're going to fly cross country to uh, the East and they've got one, they've got about a day and a half less preparation than the uh, Buccaneers. And they got to travel across the country. I don't think that helps the Rams. I think, brave, I think they're going to be rested. They kind of led up against the Eagles, but I see, I see Packers Buccaneers for the NFC Championship. But Forty Nine er game, this to me, this might be the toughest one.
2: Yeah, that's uh, you know that was weird uh, that Rams thing. It's because you know for years now, ever since they've had the Sunday night game, the Monday night game is not oh Monday night football. That's that's not the key game anymore. What are you doing putting this game on Monday and for the playoffs? Like, are you nuts? It's just it it's, it reminds me. Uh, uh, much more, much bigger stakes. But when they moved those games to Tuesday, then those guys, I mean, I heard, you know, I was seeing the Phillies fans were like, oh, the Phillies going to play on Tuesday <laughs> and then Saturday <laughs> or Sunday, or <laughs> Sunday whatever. You know, like, what? But it is pretty insane when you think about it, it like, turning when, around that quick. When they, when they talked
0: about adding the, the, the first, they made the season 17 weeks, right? Then they said, okay, mm-hmm. we're going to have seven <laughs> because the NFL doesn't make enough money. So they're gonna are <laughs> gonna make it seven teams. Yeah. And there's gonna be the top seed gets the buy. And then we're gonna have triple headers. Mm-hmm. I immediately I said to my son, I said we're gonna have triple headers. I thought I just without even thinking, I thought Saturday's gonna be three games, Sunday's going to be three games. It never crossed my mind until I saw the schedule come out for the playoffs that. There's going to be a game on Monday. I think that's asinine. Give totally ESPN stupid. the game, but put it on Sunday. And on a bigger picture, I cannot agree with you more about Monday Night Football. When they moved, the NBC got the Sunday Night package, which mm-hmm. I think is wonderful. Yeah. To me, to me, the ESPN game, the, the Monday Night Football. I know maybe this is blasphemous because of the history of Monday Night Football, no. but it's over. It's it done. A, I get yeah. rid of it. But I know, think we're, it's, yeah. it should be gone. It doesn't have the mystique anymore.
2: Right. And the NFL knows that too. They put the, those are garbage games on Monday for the (laughs) most part. They really are just junk. And so, uh, so they know that that's not the marquee game anymore. Thursday
0: night games. I mean, it's getting to the point. We're going to have football every day of the week. Just We texted about
1: this, you and I, Jeff, about this and the, the NFL's greed, you know, by keep expanding. So if you uh, were in charge of the league here, would you get rid of Monday or Thursday?
0: Oh boy. That's a good question. I get rid of Thursdays because, you know, these guys, these football players, when they're done playing, I mean, unless you're a punter or a kicker who, you know, they have their own skill, but generally don't get hurt uh, that way. These guys, when they're done playing football are, a lot of their bodies are just absolutely battered. And I feel like to take rest away. I know we got the Thanksgiving week, keep Thanksgiving. If you want that one week, the lions and Cowboys want to host that game. I would get rid of the Thursday ones, even though I agree with you, you guys uh, with Jim what was saying about Monday Night Football, I just think it's wrong to ask these players after I mean c- covering the NFL covering the Packers, I covered the Vikings for twelve years too I for anybody who boos an NFL player for their play, you want to boo them for like how they maybe how they act towards another human being, maybe you, you can boo them, but if you're booing them for how they're playing. I would say if there's ever a way possible, get on the sideline of an NFL game and you see the collisions, the just the the sounds, the, these guys take an absolute pounding. And I think it's wrong when these guys get back Sunday night or Monday morning that they have no time to rest. So I'd get rid of the Thursday games. Long answer to a short question, I'd get rid of the Thursday games.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's Sunday to Thursday. That's only four, four days to like, come on, you know, you got to
0: travel. One of those days you have to be in the NFL. You have to be in the, your, the city you're visiting the day before the game, obviously. And so really you barely get mended. I mean, they come in for, to, to get, you know, massages, get rubbed down, get looked at. And, um, I think it's irresponsible on the part of the owners, and if I were the head of the Players Association, if I were those player reps, if they're, really, they're saying, you're really serious about player safety, and they've done a lot of great changes, some mm-hmm. of the rules maybe go the other way, if I were the players, I'd say dig in on the Thursday games.
2: Yeah.
1: Just
0: yeah. say, you know, have and that you- rest. Need that right. rest. And Unless, you worked alongside of these
1: guys, right? You worked alongside was it Chuck Foreman? Who was it? The, the
0: yeah, the... I did some games with Chuck. Uh, I did some high school uh, football championships, and I got to be with Chuck. And then uh, some years where the Vikings had some really good teams, and it didn't work out for them to go all the way. Um, I did, you know, we did some Viking shows with right. some of and, the players, like John and, Randall, who's right.
1: And to my point, player. when you worked with these guys, are they visibly
0: beaten up men? You, you when you see them when you see them after a game i mean it's just they're kind of like when the average joe and i'm a below average joe does physical work which i'm i'm a disgrace when it comes to that but when i was younger you know when you do a hard day of physical work you're just kind of you just you know you're just kind of worn out and you're ready to sit down and relax that to me is how they are after a game but they're they're in amazing shape i mean yeah. unless they have a serious injury during the game it's not like most of the time they're hobbling around, but I mean, these, they feel it Sunday night and Monday. And then as they get older, they say they feel it into Tuesday. I mean, mm-hmm. when, when you're on the sideline of an NFL game, it's, it's, it's a real eye opener and of how fast it is and how, you know, it's violent collisions is what mm-hmm. it is. I mean, yeah. a lot of times they're not wrapping them up by the legs and bringing them down like a textbook tackle. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's collision. So when I would see them after the games, they were, they were fine. But, you know, they were tired and they were hurting and they needed, they needed to relax and rest those bodies because yeah. when, they get, when they get done, I mean, they're,
2: they're beaten up, you know. Yep. The, the one caveat I'll throw in with the Thursday night thing real quick is if, they, if both teams had a bye before the Thursday, then I would yeah. have those guys play on Thursday and set yep. it up that way. And you obviously yep. Yep. couldn't do it every week then because they don't have byes every week. But right. that would be one way to have. The that,
0: that's a good point. Yeah, if they and, could get the rest that yep. way.
2: Mm-hmm. And they don't
1: necessarily have Thursdays every week, do they?
0: Just yeah. about.
1: They, they, they pretty pretty okay. much,
0: yeah, because yep. uh, they, they do. And then NFL Network's involved, and then uh, going into the the fall of this year, so about eight months from now, if I'm not mistaken, Amazon's getting in on having games. And there's talk; it's not official yet, but the hot rumor is Al Michaels. NBC is going to let Al Michaels leave, which I don't understand, and he. The, the the strong rumors in the NFL circles have been is that Al Michaels is going to become the play-by-play for Amazon. Now, I don't know if it, I don't know. I think Amazon might be taking over the Thursday package, hmm. but, okay. but I, I think you're I don't think the Thursday games are going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah.
2: That makes no. sense that I believe the Thursday night package or the Thursday night games already are broadcast on Amazon, but I don't think they, they don't have their own broadcasting right. team or anything like That's that, right. but they're already in they're, there. They're so. going to do it.
0: There's, there's strong rumors that they're cr- trying to take a run at the top broadcast talent in, in, on the networks. Wow. And uh, we'll have to see what So they're happens. coming
2: after you, Josh. Uh, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, they're calling <laughs> me and saying, do you know anybody?
2: <laughs> this, this is trouble for us because, uh, you know, it's going to be harder and harder to get you on. You're going to be busy. Yeah. Like,
1: eh. Hey, Well, I'm, we, we promised, I'm, we, promised go we would uh, uh, turn this around a little quick yep. here. Before we yep. go, and we're going to be back on Monday, hopefully, for yes. the next game. Yep. Uh, before we go here tonight, pick the two other games, uh, Titans and, um, I'm blanking Titans and Bengals, uh, chiefs yeah. and chiefs. bills. Who's going to win those games?
0: I think chiefs bills is is going to be a great game. Just like yep. the Packers 49ers game is going to be, uh, I'm going to take in an upset. I'm going to take the bills at Arrowhead. I think this is the year the bills grow up, even though Arrowhead is really the uh, loudest or second loudest stadium in the NFL. Uh, I think, uh, I think the Titans. I think the Bengals might be a year away from making that leap. Joe Burrow is is going to be a great one. I'm going to take Tennessee, and I'm going to take. I got to take an upset, even though the Bills are, are a good team. I'm going to take Buffalo in an upset, and I might be wrong. Mahomes might go crazy, and they might win by forty. And I could certainly see that happening. But just to have some originality, I'm going to go Tampa Bay and the Packers in the NFC, and I'm going to go Buffalo and Tennessee in the AFC.
2: Tennessee. Interesting. <laughs> well, you're pretty here your at home. Yeah, yeah. I like Vrabel yeah. as
0: a coach. I like yeah. Vrabel you're as a coach. Seed. And yeah. I, I just feel like the Bengals, maybe one more, I feel like they've taken some great yep. leaps, but I yep. sort of feel like they're where Buffalo was last year. That's yep. just, but what do I know?
2: And, and the chiefs as much as, you know, what I've seen from the chiefs <laughs> this year is that, start off real slow and Mahomes finds a way to climb back in and get him to win but yep. boy you can tell that there's they're on their sled down that's that's yep. what it feels like and these other guys are up you can feel the same thing in baseball where these guys just about making you know like next year boom that's they're right. gonna come slamming at you but yeah um you're so, making me uh,
0: second guess you're making me second guess my Chiefs Titans pick I mean Chiefs uh Bills no no pick. I
2: think you're right on yeah think, Josh uh,
0: Allen's gotta Josh Allen's gotta come out strong and keep that crowd quiet yeah, because because if he starts out slow, I haven't been there before, but they say it's it's it's, it's literally deafening the way it's built wow. and the way the fans are, just the way the sound is there that it's it's nuts. So wow. I'm gonna stick with those two picks.
2: Yeah, no, I would because what I'm what I'm saying is, you know, it's the Chiefs have just been escaping, you and eventually yep. that's that's gonna it's like walking on thin ice. It's gonna crack, yep. and they're gonna, yep. you know, they they're gonna run into a team they just can't come back against, and that'll be it.
0: Make so. that defense work because that defense yeah. uh, can is vulnerable I think
2: oh big time big time yeah the chiefs don't have a solid defense so all right well, Jeff uh, thanks and I hope we're doing this again Monday night I hope yeah that so would that would be great
0: yeah I hope so too thanks for having me guys always want yeah. to talk with you
2: absolutely yeah thanks Bye. for thanks for coming on Jeff appreciate it